This is a podcast from Seven Vineyard. So we're in this series uh, called uh, Modern Family, where we're just looking at what did Jesus understand um, uh, by family. In the first week, we looked at reimagining family, where, um, you know, Jesus saying, who are my mothers and brothers? And also the idea that Jesus didn't really go to church. As we understand church, he understood church by who he did relationship and connection with in, and, and was spiritual in family, in synagogue and in temple. But most of the festivals were actually celebrated most in the family, in the household. So these few weeks we've been looking at what does it mean to be household, not just nuclear family, but um, what is it maybe that Jesus is calling to us to around household. So we went from reimagining and then last, uh, last time we looked at the idea of behaving, uh, the idea of belong, believe and behave, but one, uh, one of those areas being behaviour and actually that's a problem. Um, it's a challenge. When uh, my daughter found out that I was speaking on Father's Day, she said, are you going to do the main Father's Day verse, Dad? I said, what's that one? She said, fathers, do not exasperate your children, um, <laughs> which is in Ephesians 6, if anybody uh, needs that one. Um, but it actually says, fathers, do not exasperate your children, um, but um, with instruction and training, bring them up in the Lord. And actually the problem is instruction and training often involves raising things. It involves challenge. It involves correction. And last time we looked at this idea of behavior being a difficult one where uh, it's more important, we think, to know um, we, the, the message of the church has so often been behave before believe or belong. But I don't think that's good news. If we, we need to know that we're accepted and loved whilst we're still far off, that then we can receive challenge and instruction and training. Now this week we're going to look at uh, belonging, um, which is rather fun as it is Father's Day. And uh, what does it mean to belong in a household, in a, in a group of relationships? Um, and I'd like to introduce it today by looking at a video for today, Father's Day, um, from Home for Good. Dear Mordecai, here's to you on Father's Day. You cared for Esther as if she were your own daughter. You committed to her and helped her see her place in God's purpose. Happy Father's Day to you and to all who encourage children to reach their full potential. Dear David, here's to you on Father's Day. You made space at your table for Mephibosheth and welcomed him into your home. You assured him that he mattered and made sure he was cared for throughout his life. Happy Father's Day to you and to all who make space for those society often shut out. Dear Prophets, here's to you on Father's Day. You had the courage to call out injustice. You spoke up for the poor, the oppressed, and the vulnerable. You pushed for change, and you brought a message of hope. Happy Father's Day to you, and to all the thinkers, speakers, writers, and doers pursuing justice and influencing change. Dear Joseph, here's to you on Father's Day. 
You stood by Mary and loved and raised Jesus as your son. Happy Father's Day to you and to every dad, stepdad, granddad, foster dad and guardian who are raising children with love. Dear Jairus, here's to you on Father's Day. You went to great lengths to help your daughter when she was sick. You ran to seek help from Jesus, refusing to give up even when those around you said it was too late. Happy Father's Day to you and to all who choose hope where others see hopelessness. Dear Paul, here's to you on Father's Day. You are a spiritual father to Timothy, a mentor, and you pointed him to Jesus. You helped him lead others. Happy Father's Day to you and to every teacher, mentor, youth worker, and coach who are helping others to grow. Here's to you all on Father's Day. You are making a difference. That's what I want to look at today, is um, what difference could you make, but also what difference have you received? Because all of us to be here have received something from somebody. And that's what I want us to just spend uh, a few minutes in today, is, is thinking both about what we have received and what we give. Um, for us, uh, Chris and I, uh, we still have to do lots of training as foster carers, and um, and it's really interesting. So I, I probably get, I love getting. It's, it feels like the gospel is being uh, talked about and processed in so many of these training environments, um, especially about loving on trauma-informed children. Um, helps me think about loving on a, a trauma-informed world. But a lot of it is also about your own triggers and looking at things like, where were you um, most comforted as a child? And therefore, how do you express comfort? Because if you were somebody who was just told to get on with it, um, you can be ill for a maximum of 12 hours and then you've got to get out, then that's probably what you then give. If you were, if you were spoiled rotten and, uh, and we, we try and have a thing called the sick seat and you, you get to lie on the sick seat with a duvet all day and watch good TV, um, maybe that's what you go and do. When I was a child, the number one way um, I was soothed was... Um, hot black currant with brandy in it <laughs> and that is still a really soothing thing to me if I'm feeling like really it's like ah you know it's this strange thing of um what we've received is also what we give yeah both positively and negatively and where today does God want to get our attention in our relational transactions around what we've received, we give? If you want a verse for this, it was one of the ones at the start of the, in the, that father's love letter from a 2 Corinthians 1, where it says, May the God of all comfort comfort you. 
because as a father where he has comforted us, we receive that comfort and are then able to give it to others. What we have given, um, we've received. So um, that's where I just want to go today and finish with a little bit of a a reflection time um, for each of us. And to finish with, you know, uh, Laura, you were asking, how do you do the Bible and a microphone? God, in his mercy, has given us phones. <laughs> You're supposed to have your Bible on your phone. Then you can just get, get jiggy with your thumb and it's all okay. Um, yes. Anyway, sorry. Where was I? Uh, <laughs> um Yes, uh, I'm wanting to end with us actually getting our phones out and uh, writing a Father's Day card to your Heavenly Father Um, and acknowledging what we've received from Him and actually what we need to receive more from Him to to be able to give effectively. But um, a few thoughts first. It is Father's Day, um, so you're allowed to have Father's Day jokes. The, the only day of the year when you can actually do Father's Day jokes, or, or bad dad jokes is what I really mean. Um, so, uh, um, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I don't know. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? It's his fresh prints. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, more? Okay. Chriselle uh, um, really likes. Uh, we keep having this discussion about vitamins and taking vitamins, and she always wants to take the omega three. And I'm not. Um, I'm not sure about the uh, about doing omega three. And we had an argument about it, and she she threw the bottle at me. But um, but there was no major injuries because it was um, it was only superficial oil. Oh, come on! Thank you. Uh, a man went into a butcher's. He said, "Can I have some bacon, please?" The butcher said, lean back. And he went, could I have some bacon, please? (laughs) (laughs) Better? They're getting better. Thank you. Should we we get on with the talk? (laughs) Uh, More. Oh, I'm feeling like Tim Vine. (laughs) He spends every day of the year telling dad jokes. (laughs) He's just punny. (laughs) Yes. Um, so this week, as we're looking at this idea of modern family, and even the idea of, I'm looking to look at belong, believe, and behave, that we tried to address behavior last week as what's God's view of behavior, and that it can't be a first message, and actually he's interested in correction repair, in connection, uh, correction repair. I'm more interested in connection and that's why he sent Jesus. I think Jesus is the fullness of correction repair. It's not just a message of correction.
It's got to be a message of love and acceptance and comfort. But And next, in the final part of this series, we'll look at believe and what does it mean to be spiritual in, our, in, in households. But today, I want you to look at belong and how do we belong better. When couples get married... In our, uh, in our community, uh, like Tom and Amy did yesterday. <gasps> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> and, uh, and if you're watching this now, Tom and Amy, why? <laughs> um, you, uh, we're looking forward to celebrating with you on September the 11th, 9-11, the day, the day the world changed. Um, but we... Uh, <laughs> And what we try to do with every married uh, couple is uh, we, we look to try and do various preparation things and have a support couple. And as a church, we look to give this A to Z for the first year of, of marriage. Um, but we also, uh, Chriselle and I have tried to give our favorite book on household and marriage because we don't think it's just about marriage because when our kids went off to Bethel which is nearly all young adults they they told us the favorite book amongst uh, their community was a book called keep your love on um, which uh, uh, we call Kylo um, for short Uh, connection communication and boundaries Um, and we think it's the most amazing book for relationship but what intrigued us is that uh, although it's it's about marriage it was all these single young adults who were going this is the best book that that we're reading and processing uh, at the moment and this is a quote from it that I absolutely love Um, until you commit to the goal of connection All the relational tools in the world are not going to help you. It's only when you decide to take responsibility to pursue connection that you will discover just why you need these tools. It's only when you commit to moving towards someone that you will seek the knowledge and skills necessary to reach them. He was telling this in the context of a story of a a couple who'd come to him with issues uh, of parenting an errant teenager. And he was saying, don't blame the teenager. I've watched how the two of you relate uh, in this this room. And uh, if if you want to connect well to him, all you're modeling is your disconnection with each other to uh, to this couple. And he asked them, uh, what's the goal of your household? I think that's an absolutely brilliant question. What's the goal, what's the big goal of your household? Uh, your shared household, your, friend, your key friendship group, you, as a couple, as marriage. Uh, um, what's the goal of the household? And he suggests it's that thing before is that the goal is connection. And I think, man, that searches me out. Uh, That searches me out of all the places where I've received and therefore give experiences that don't necessarily help that. Where my kids would tell you that I get it wrong, where um, 
I'm, chal- you know, I'm challenged or frustrated about something, and the way that I do it doesn't help connection. So what are the things that are in your environment, in your key relationships, would most help your heart for connection? Um, if, if you're around people who are, uh, for, for those where it's like, I've gone through a lot, and again, this is part of our, our fostering world stuff, um, children, the, the, the experience of having experienced trauma they say the number one thing where there's, there's therefore blocked trust is for them to know connection and belonging, they need heart CPR. And heart CPR is not uh, um, cardiopulmonary. It's um, consistency, predictability, and reliability. I love those three. That the idea that uh, actually what do we need for connection, especially if we've had poor experiences of connection, is consistency, predictability, and reliability. And the number one thing of that is the things that you say you'll do, you'll actually do. That's what reliability is. That you are true to your word. Because when somebody's been let down by, your word, by, by people's words, they need to know that when you use your words, you actually are going to do what you've said. For, us, for those of us who've gone through the emotionally focused uh, journey and process, that's been one of the most helpful things for me to realise all the places that I was not um, true to my word and actually not being true to my word affected how Chriselle perceived me. Even saying, oh yeah, yeah, the, you know, my side of the bedroom's a bit messy, I'll clear it up later. And then I don't. But the fact that I don't, what does that say? If, if I'm trying to invest in connection, then it's about being true to my word. CPR. Um, where is God searching you out on your CPR? Who most needs to hear your consistency, your predictability, your reliability? I feel like this is motivating me more. I, I need motivation sometimes to do things I don't really want to do. But to actually know that is me being reliable, even though I just said I didn't want to do it. In my heart, I don't want to do it, but I said I would. Where's, where's God searching you about who most needs CPR from you? The other, how else do we, um, how else do we get connection? Um, the summary I've heard of some of the, you know, what was your experience of, your own experience of fathering, um, uh, my experience of fathering was a mixture of abusive, uh, absent, and performance-oriented. Uh, so uh, it, it wasn't necessarily an easy one for me then take in, to take into uh, what does it mean to be a dad. And um, I heard somebody uh, speak about the messages we need to hear when we're growing up. 
And uh, he suggested there are four words we need to hear from our parents. They are, I love you, um, I believe in you, I'm sorry, forgive me, and I'm praying for you. Now, I'm aware that I didn't hear any of those four. I, sc- I scored zero of four with my, with my dad, and I think two out of four with my mum. But what's the challenge to then go, where do we need to, if we're going to have connection, where do we need to say, actually, I'm for you, I, I love you, I'm committed to you. I want to be. Uh, I want to to share more of who I am with you. Where is it? Actually, I believe in you, and I believe in what you're for. Where do we need to say, "I'm sorry, forgive me"? Especially as a parent, I think that can be the one that um, it's almost like, "Well, I'm supposed to be the parent," but actually, I think our children need to know when we're sorry. I think it, and we're also modeling something. And I think parenting really is all about model, 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 model. And if we can't model saying, I do get it wrong and I'm sorry, and I need to point to one that is greater than me, that I need the love of my heavenly father, I need forgiveness. So I need to say, I'm sorry and forgive. Those things help. Please forgive me. Those things help connection. And finally, I'm praying for you. I love that I know that um, Chriselle's mum and dad pretty much have prayed for us uh, every day since we met. I guess at the start it was they found out she met me. So there was a lot to pray for. (laughs) But but, uh, just that, that... the security of knowing that, um, that there is somebody praying for us is incredible. And just to know that I am accepted by somebody that wants to pray for me. And we'll, we'll go more into looking into what does it mean to be spiritual as household in our final, final part of this family matters. Uh, family, modern family, much better TV show. Okay. So um, I want to uh, just finish our time by, by it more being a reflective time between you, you and the Lord. And, uh, and even then to get your phone out and to write. It, there may be a, a human where it, was saying that it may be someone that you're wanting to thank for being that investing figure that was mentioned in that video of what you've received. But it made. But I think there's something about starting this with God. So, shall we take a moment just to pray and reflect? Father, in your presence, you are here, and we are with you. We want to acknowledge that you are the perfect father. 
and the whatever we've experienced of fathering, whether we had a 5% lack, a 1% lack, or a 99.5% lack from our earthly father, that you fill in the gaps. That we can receive all that we need from you. So Lord, we're reminded of the places where we were um, where we were comforted as a child. And how that informs how we're comforted by, by you. But right now, Lord, we look to receive your heavenly Father's comfort. We're reminded where we were soothed and looked after when we were not well as a child. And how that informs how we respond now. But Lord, right now we look to be soothed by you. That you are the one who takes away our pain. That you are the one who brings all healing wherever we need it. In our emotional healing and physical healing. Lord, we receive from you. And Father, we're reminded of our, our journey of relational triggers. The things that are our hot buttons. The things that stop connection because we've put meaning to something that is painful. We lift to you the places in our own key relationships in our household where we can be triggered. And we ask for the anointing spirit, their presence of your wisdom, your spirit leading us into all truth to understand where our triggers are but understanding where your goodness has a better message into that situation. We give our households to you. And we thank you that all the places where we receive good modeling of good fathering comes from you. So just for a moment, if you do have your phone, as I write your, your psalm or your Father's Day card to your Heavenly Father, what are you most reminded of of him? What is the attribute that you want to highlight before him? 
What do you want to thank him for? And what do you want to communicate, Lord, you take me forward in this? And I'm going to close the service in just a moment, but then keep that space for you to interact with your Heavenly Father. And then you may want to uh, go outside then for, to the left for coffee and glorious donuts, or to the, on the right side, we'll have people to pray with you. If you'd like prayer, either in response to something the Holy Spirit's raising in you now, or to one of the prophetic words from earlier. Uh, Father, we commit each of our ways to you. Thank you that as we write and acknowledge you on this day, that for me, the best thing about who you are is that you have communicated you want reconciliation. Not just with me, but with the whole world. And that your preferred future is with me. Your preferred future is that we are connected. And that we are connected forever. And I, I think, thank you that you give me a vision of perfect love. Accepting love. I pray whatever you are highlighting to each of us as we write it and think it, that is what we would take into this week. That is what we would take as our resourcing from you on this Father's Day. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Amen.